Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I'm always in the market for the top talent, top ideas, people doing innovative, cutting-edge things. And so today, I'm happy to have Jason Barnard on the show, and he's dubs himself as the brand SERP guy, which we are going to learn about what that is. But um, what's really going to be really interesting is going to be talking about uh, Google, search, entrepreneurship, and um, I'm really excited of Jason on the show. Welcome. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Christopher. Delighted to be here and explain all of the things I know about Google. Excellent. I know uh, Google's the uh, big giant in terms of search. So tell us uh, more about yourself, how you got started and what you do. Brilliant. Yeah, well, my speciality is brand on search. So I help brands present themselves in a positive, accurate and convincing manner to their audience on Google. Whereas most people in my industry who work on Google will try to get you to the top of Google's search results for things like buy red shoes or plastic surgery institutes, whatever, in terms of getting people to your website when they don't know who you are. Whereas what I do is optimize how you look to your audience when they Google your name or they see your brand on Google. So it's branding on search. And I started 12 years ago. Uh, The story is that I was a cartoon um, actor, voice actor, and I was a blue dog. So when you search my name in 2012, it said Jason Barnard is a cartoon blue dog. And I wanted to train Google to understand that my audience today isn't the children that I used to entertain as a cartoon blue dog. But my audience today is businesses and companies who want to improve their brand messaging on Google. So I now... Uh, have trained Google over the years to present me as a credible digital marketer who helps with knowledge panels, which are the right-hand side of Google's search results, and brand SERPs, the search engine results page for a brand. SERP is an acronym for search engine results page. Um, And I help companies make sure that their brand SERP, what their audience sees when they Google the name, is absolutely perfect. Excellent. Yeah, great introduction. And one one thing you um, mentioned was that um, you trained Google, which is quite interesting because, you know, people on Google, what they usually do is they content creator, basically, they try and 
hone in on keywords and ideas and they push out a bunch of content across different platforms. And that's kind of how Google recognizes brand authority. But you talk about training Google, which is quite interesting. I want to hear more about that. Right. That's a great question. A great way of putting it. Sorry, coming back a step. Google is a machine that is learning everything about the world. So we at CaliCube say Google is a child. It wants to understand the entire world. And our role at CaliCube is to educate Google, to train Google, to understand what it is we want it to represent us as. So for example, if I, um, CaliCube is a software company and also a digital marketing agency, I want to train Google to understand that we are both a software company and a marketing company, and that when it explains to the subset of its users who are our audience, who we are and what we do, it says, CaliCube is a software company and a marketing agency. So it's training Google to repeat what I want it to say about me. Mm. One uh, one thing is um, we'll get into the new like Bard and uh, ChatGPT. This so is it doing it through a generative preformative transformer model, or is it doing through content? Right. How is it doing that? Right. Yeah, we don't we don't actually have access to their algorithms. So the search generative experience, which is the new thing coming out in Google, is something that we can heavily influence. Obviously, we don't have control. But what it comes down to is actually very simple. Google wants to represent your brand, your company in your words the way you want to want it to. Sorry. But often it simply hasn't understood or it isn't confident that it's understood the rest of the web doesn't agree with what you're saying. So what you need to do is communicate to it, it to well, what you need to do is communicate to it clearly who you are, what you do, and which audience you serve. Then you need to make sure that you build up its confidence by making sure that all the other sources that it trusts around the web say exactly the same thing. And at that point, it will represent you to the subset of its users who are your audience in the way that you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, well, quite interesting. Um, yeah, uh, moving on because you talked about brand SERP, which is um, which we love. And then the other question I have is, um, where you talk about Google is a new business card, and um, expand right. upon that. Yeah, well, that was exactly the problem with the blue dog. Is that I would talk to clients in 2012, and I would say, "I'm this brilliant digital marketer. We're going to get." your digital marketing strategy on track. This is going to be wonderful. I would give them my physical my physical business card and walk out of the office. And for me, in my mind, I was thinking, that's sold. They were really keen. And then a lot of the time, they simply wouldn't sign the contract. They would go and find somebody else, an agency or something. And one day, one of them told me, the reason we didn't sign with you is because when we Googled your name, it said Jason Barnard is a cartoon blue dog, and my boss doesn't want to give our digital marketing strategy to a cartoon blue dog. And that was the day I realized that Google was actually my business card. I was giving them the physical business card, but they put it on the table and Googled my name. And with uh, the pandemic over the last few years and with Zoom and with the other platforms, what are we all doing when we're talking to somebody we've never met before? We're Googling their name to find out who they are, what they do, and are, can we trust them? And at the end of the day, we're using Google to do that because we trust Google's opinion. So what we do at CaliCube is influence Google's opinion about you in a positive manner so that when somebody on a Zoom call like this Googles your name, 
they they see something magnificent. Yeah, I love that. And then you talk about this, um, which is the next transition is managing your brand on Google. Um, mm. you know, there's a lot of bots, there's spam, there's haters. Yes. T- tell us more. Yeah, now we're moving into the online reputation management space. There are always going to be naysayers. There are always going to be people who aren't happy with something you've done. There are always going to be people leaving negative reviews. And that's normal and it's fine. Your entire digital ecosystem doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, if it is perfect, it's suspicious for Google. Google understands that not everybody is always satisfied. So the trick with online reputation management is to make sure that Google pushes to the top all of the good stuff about you because it realizes that that is what truly represents your brand and that the naysayers and the people who are saying negative things about you are the exception, not the rule. So it doesn't show it because what Google wants to show your audience when they're Googling your brand name or your personal name is an honest overview and a representation of who you truly are and how the web as a whole appreciates you. Yeah, what is the, uh, so you talked about one thing is, um, which you've talked of, I've had previous Google guests on SEO and stuff, but there's, um, there's a knowledge panel, and then there's also author page, and there's also business profiles. Right. Tell us about that. Right, okay, the the, the knowledge panel is on the right hand side, and it's on desktop. So when you Google my name, Jason Barnard, you'll see lots of facts, like who my mother is, who my wife is, uh, a description about me, my social media profiles. That's a knowledge panel. So Google my name, J-A-A, and you will see a a magnificent, magnificent representation of the facts about me, which is the right hand side on the Google desktop. If you search for CaliCube, you might see a knowledge panel, but you might also see a Google business profile, depending on where you are in the world. Now, the good Google business profile is a representation of my input into Google's business listing. So the Google business profile is a business listing. It's not fact. Whereas a knowledge panel, which doesn't have the map, is Google's understanding of the fact. So if you type in WordLift, for example, W, you're almost certain to see the knowledge panel with no map. That is Google's factual understanding about you. And that we were talking about uh, search generative experience and, and generative AI in search earlier on. That's the future because all of the search generative experience is based on Google's understanding of the facts. So your Google business profile is helpful but the knowledge panel is where the key lies. Yeah, fascinating. Um, I know we're coming towards the end, and um, I always, like I said, I'm always looking towards the future. And you know, kind of Google SEO search is the, um, that's kind of like the baseline. But now we have um, these uh, GPT and uh, AI Bard. Yes. What do you see Google going in terms of uh, Microsoft's OpenAI and Bing? Tell us more. I think this is a huge, huge question. We don't know where it's all going, but one thing we do know is it's based on Google and Bing's knowledge of the world. And that's where we're specialized at CaliCube. I think somebody once said knowledge is power. Knowledge is now in this context, power for Google and for Bing. And in order for us to take back some of that power for ourselves, we need to control their knowledge and understanding of who we are, what we do, and which audience you serve. From CaliCube, we work on a a 
on an approach saying the first thing we need to do when we start working with a client is educate Google, train Google to understand who we are, what we do and which audience we serve so that it represents us factually in the way that we want. Next, we need to focus on its recommendations. If you look at the Google result on for your brand name, so search your own brand name now on desktop, you look at the right-hand side, that's fact. If there's nothing there, it doesn't understand who you are. If it's a Google business profile, it's understood where your head office is, but it doesn't understand anything about your business. Then you look on the left-hand side, that's recommendations. If it's showing great results on the recommendations on the left-hand side, it's understood where your audience hangs out with you, where your audience engages with you, where your audience wants to connect with you. And if it's showing rubbish results, uninteresting results, confusing results, bad results, then it's got a bad opinion of you or it hasn't understood where your audience wants to engage with you. So it's struggling to understand where you're relevant to its audience. And as you can imagine, as I explained that, that's a huge problem on a larger scale. So until it's understood who you are, what you do, which audience you serve, and got that right and left-hand side correct, all the rest of your strategy in terms of Google is going to get lost. Once it's understood who you are, then you need to uh, convince it of your credibility. So understanding number one, credibility number two. Credibility, what is it? It's great reviews from your users. It's interaction from your users. It's your peers sharing your content. It's your users sharing your content on social media. It's you reaching out to people with a really positive attitude about how you can help them. And the third aspect is deliverability. You need to create the content that Google can deliver to the subset of its users who are your audience. And most SEOs focus on deliverability, i.e. creating the content that is deliverable by Google. And we focus the other way around, understanding first, credibility second, deliverability third. Yeah. Great conversation. Like I said, Google is the base and then there's all these innovations on top of it. Um, and it's how you get discovered. How can right. people contact you, follow you, check out your social media, et cetera? Yeah. I mean, if you Google my name, Jason Barnard, J-A-E, then you can take your pick. Twitter, LinkedIn, my own website, my company website, my podcast website. <laughs> and that's the point. My Google business card gives my audience you guys, the choice of how you engage with me and the places you will engage with me through that Google business card, which is the search result for my personal name. That choice is yours. And that choice presents where my audience generally hangs out with me. Excellent. Yeah, I love that. Um, go where the, your audience and listeners are. There's so many yeah. different hundred percent. I think a lot of businesses forget that they focus on Google. They try to create stuff, content for Google. They look at what Google is trying to deliver to its users instead of thinking, how can I create content that resonates with my audience, create it in a way that's helpful to them and put it in the places where they already hang out. Then I can take that context content and repackage it for Google and Google becomes my bonus. Well said. And uh, for all the audience out there, Let's thank Jason for coming onto the show and all of his resources will be in the links and show notes. And uh, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. That was absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much, Christopher. That was delightful, enjoyable. Thank you everyone for watching and listening. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.